Uh, one person that probably doesn't like Joakim Noah would be Hayden Grove after his comments about Cleveland. Hayden, your thoughts on Joakim Noah. Is he like public enemy number one? Do you even remember that press conference? Do you care? Like, do people still hate Joakim Noah in Cleveland, though? I don't know. I mean, yes, I remember the press conference. I, you know, I, I think he grew up. He I, I don't like him. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. Like, I really don't have any thoughts about him. I just think, you know, I think at this point in Cleveland, we get so many pot shots that at this point it's like, well, you know, here, there's another pot shot. Like, what are we going to do? Just everybody who throws a pot shot Cleveland play, hate him. Like, you know, if it's, a, if it's a sustained, you know, sustained hatred or sustained, you know, words coming our way, okay, maybe. But even like the Warriors, nobody in Cleveland hates the Warriors. Like, it's just, it is what it is right now. You know, I uh, was in Cleveland only because the finals were there uh, multiple consecutive years. And I said to myself, the first time I went and explored Cleveland, I said, well, Cleveland, actually not terrible. I like it. Like a lot to eat, good food scene, pretty good juice bars in the downtown area. Nighttime around the arena is a little sketchy, but we're... (laughs) What big city doesn't have that I was element, say, we're, we're right? Really, yeah, like we're and, sketchy. Somebody yeah. got shot like three minutes ago. And here. LeBron brought that ladder bar thing where you do the ladder workout and you climb the uh, climb the, the ladder versus bar. Yeah, rise, rise, rise nation. nation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, that should be a tagline for Cleveland. Cleveland, actually not terrible. What do you think about that? Tagline? You know, that, that I love that tagline because it's kind of something that um, that's used. Um, there's a, there's a clothing company here called Cleveland clothing company. And one of their best selling shirts is Cleveland. It's not that bad. Have a beer. So you're, you're all, you're, you're almost like right on it, but you're just a little bit late to the game. Just a tiny bit. Well, this was years ago, Hayden. This was like, this was the last time that, well, this was the first time that LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers went to the playoffs. So, I mean, to the finals, excuse me. So that was my first experience. you're You're late. You're late on the trademark. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and I'm late on telling you, and you were probably like 12 years old at the time. <laughs> no, I was in what 2016. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was 24. Okay, I had just got my first job with Cleveland.com, or my only job with Cleveland.com. Oh, so, nice, nice. Yeah, you were a, kicking it with uh, Chris Haynes and Joe Varden and that yes. whole crew. Yes, I was. They were very kind to me. They were. So what are your thoughts on the Cavs moving forward? Because I'm watching Evan Mobley really struggle in the Rising Stars game, which means nothing really for the future of this team. Uh, we do have Joakim Noah and his team to win at plus 325, so that's why we're invested. But I actually think that this, this Cleveland team could cause some friction for uh, some of the teams that we're feeling like are the, the crown favorites to come out of the East. What do you think? I agree with that. Um, I, you know, I don't know what's happening with this Kevin Love situation. Uh, you know, there's potentially a buyout there, um, and Danny Green coming in maybe helps with the three-point shooting. I think there. I, I don't think that they're number. You know, I think they're solid four outside of the top three, um, and I think Philadelphia kind of showed them that the other night. But you're right. I think that they could take a team like Philadelphia or a team like Milwaukee or a team like Boston to you know six, seven games. I mean, you know, you get them in the right spot and. Things happen. Uh, yeah, I absolutely think that. The way Donovan Mitchell has played this year and Darius Garland's been kind of banged up all year, his potential um, is, is to be a great player and to be an all-star caliber player. And they do need Evan Mobley to step up. And he's he's been good at times. It's just been a little bit of inconsistency. He's a soft, you know, an NBA sophomore at this point. So 
Um, I think you're exactly right. I think they, they play really good defense, which is unheard of in the NBA these days. And, uh, and they, they will fight with you, no doubt. Kevin Love most likely goes to the Western Conference. Where do you think would be the best fit? Like, who could get the most out of Kevin Love at this point of his career? Like, that's a title contender, because I'm guessing that's probably where he's getting bought out and heading. Yeah, you know, I love Kevin Love as a human being. I, I think, I honestly think that, like, the best place for him is someplace, like, warm and just, you know, where where the where he just has a complete change in scenery. Because, you know, I, I think that Kevin... I'm not going to say – I would never say he's not engaged. But, like, I think he can get disengaged easily. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's the case in Cleveland. So he's got to be somewhere where he can, you know, come in and, and play right away and, and be, a, be a factor. So um, I, w- I, I would honestly hate to see him leave Cleveland. I know that's what's probably coming. Um, but I, I haven't really looked at, at teams where he would go. I think I'm just too upset um, with him potentially leaving. Yeah, I thought that him and Rubio were like a duo that could make a YouTube series together, truthfully. Like, I thought that 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 was like a reason that Rubio came back, right? So why do you think, because Kevin Love was contributing a lot last year and even some in the beginning of this year. How does that, I guess, devolve? I honestly think it's a thumb. Uh, He had a thumb injury and he was playing pretty well to start the year and then the thumb just completely derailed him. And, you know, for whatever reason, J.B. Bickerstaff likes a very small rotation, and he's liked what he's seen out of Dean Wade, who is kind of a young, kind of plays similar to Kevin Love, obviously not nearly the the talent that Kevin Love is, but plays similarly. And at this point in Kevin's career, you know, are you getting more out of a young guy in Dean Wade who can, you know, play like Kevin um, and maybe, maybe be a little better on the defensive end, especially when Kevin's not shooting well at all because of the thumb? So, yeah, it's just it really is a hard situation because Kevin wants to play, and JB says, "Well, we want you here too. We love you, buddy. Like you know, he, the team loves him. Everybody loves him. Um, his teammates love him, but also he wants to play. So at this point, they're kind of at a stalemate. But I think it is interesting that you know over three days that this buyout hasn't been completely agreed to yet. I think the Cavaliers are really trying to be like, hey, you know, we can work this out. Like you know, we want to, we want you here. We you've stayed here for this long." You know, I think that something can happen here. But, you know, if Kevin wants out bad enough, then uh, he wants to go play somewhere else, and that's what will happen. You look at the West right now, and the Nuggets are the number one seed, and the Suns are about to get Kevin Durant, and the Warriors are still the Warriors. But, like, in the East, it's Boston, it's Milwaukee, and then it's Philadelphia and Cleveland. And anytime you talk to anybody about Cleveland, they say, like, they're probably a year away or maybe two years away. And I know they're young. They have a lot of young pieces. And Donovan Mitchell's been around a while, obviously, and he's played in the playoffs. But what do you think they're missing? Yeah. Is it just maybe like they need some experience? Maybe they need that like tough playoff loss? Or do you think that this team still lacks something that maybe they could have to, or maybe they'll have to do in the offseason or in the next two offseasons? Yeah. Experience for sure. That's something that will definitely, I mean, you know, they'll have a, yeah, that's nothing you can do about that. You can just actually, you know, experience things. Um, but I do think that they they they, they miss a wing, um, and I know it's hard to find in the NBA. You know, it's the, the hardest thing to find is a, a scoring wing, yeah. a guy who can you know shoot the three from the outside, play defense, and yeah. I mean, Isaac Coro has been better, um, but he is not. You know, if they had a wing, I mean, I know it's silly, but if they had LeBron James, I, I, I like he would be the perfect fit for this Cavs team, and he signed that extension in LA, so it'll never happen. But it's just like somebody who can score from the wing and and kind of be a playmaker. It's kind of what they are, are missing in a big way. But, 
at the same time, you know, I think that, that, that Darius and Donovan are good enough to kind of make it not as big a hole for this Cavs team. And then Darius, and then Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on the back end are also great. So it's, they're, they're just one big missing piece away from being like the best team in the NBA, I think. I have a piece for you. I'd like to get your thoughts. I know this player okay. does not want to stay where he is at. I am almost certain of okay. it. I'm about 99% sure. Uh, Cam Johnson okay. is going to be a restricted free agent. I'm looking at your cap space situation. He does not want to stay in Brooklyn before they traded him to Brooklyn. He's made that known. He does not like big cities. He does not like all the traffic. He does not like the New York living. He's already gone on record two days into his time there and said, yeah, this place isn't for me. What do you think about him as a potential piece in the offseason? Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. You know, I'm, I haven't – honestly, you've done more homework than me in regards to the cap situation right now. Um, but I like it. I mean, again, any any – at this point, I just I want to see what happens in the in the postseason. I want to see how they play, and I want to see how this thing plays out. But yeah, I would love it. You know, I would love to see them grab a player like that who could you know help them for sure. What are your thoughts on the Browns? I know that obviously football season just wrapped up, but I mean, you look at the talent that they're going to be bringing back. If Deshaun Watson could just be half of the player that he was before it all happened and went down. I think they're probably a 10-11 win team, especially we have no idea what the hell's going to happen with the Ravens if they actually move Lamar. How are you feeling? Are you optimistic heading into this offseason for the Browns next year? It's always football season, man. Yeah. It's always football Thank season. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm trying to tell these people around here. Not me. Especially in Cleveland. Especially in Cleveland. It's always football season. Um, You know, you look at the offense. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, you got your whole offensive line back. You, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, you got Amari Cooper, you got David Njoku. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it's perfect, but you have a piece here or there, and I think you're ready to roll. Defensively, it's going to take – there's going to be an overhaul. And I think that's kind of where I'm like, okay, what is Jim Schwartz going to do? I love the Jim Schwartz hire. That makes me optimistic defensively. But I do think that they need a defensive overhaul, like, you know, big time uh, up front, especially at the defensive line. You know, you lost your Davian Clowney. Your linebacker situation isn't great. You know, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa is kind of their guy that they're hoping will step up, but he's kind of an injury-prone, and he doesn't really play like a linebacker. I think overall, though, I think you're right. If Deshaun Watson, I mean, we know it's a quarterback league. If Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson from two years ago, and, you know, he, he had a whole offseason. He'll have a whole offseason with, with Kevin Stefanski, and, you know, he'll have a whole offseason with his guys, and um, he won't have the distractions this year. So, you know, I think there's every possibility that he plays well. And, um, you know, yeah, you know what can happen with an elite quarterback. I mean, you know, I don't – they've beaten they've beaten Joe Burrow plenty in the regular season. I mean, I don't know why that would change if they got together in the postseason. I don't think it would be, you know, astronomical to ask to beat the Bengals or to beat the the Bills. I mean, maybe they wouldn't be favored, but, you know, it could be done. Let's talk a little baseball because the Cleveland Guardians snuck up on a lot of people last year. They are not sneaking up on anybody this year. They are plus 135 to win the AL Central this year. What's your read and take on them? I mean, last year was was uh, such an important year for them in so many regards. I think for, you know, Terry Francona the couple of years prior had some health things, was really beaten up and this team energized him. The young kids energized him. They they made him re-fall in love with the game. And Tito is by far Cleveland's biggest asset. He will continue to be Cleveland's biggest asset. They overperform constantly despite their um, despite their salary cap situation. Every year they're performing. So 
I think that was huge. And then, you know, just to have that year of experience. I mean, you, you know, Stephen Kwan was a, a gold glover. You had Miles Straw. You have Oscar Gonzalez. And then you added Josh Bell, who's kind of the big bat that they were really missing last year. Mm-hmm. They were looking at Framil, They were looking at Framil Reyes to be that big bat. And he, you know, they obviously got rid of him halfway through the season. Josh Bell, you add him. You know, catching, uh, they add Mike Zanino, who, you know, maybe Austin Hedges better, a little bit better than Austin Hedges. Austin Hedges was a, a clubhouse favorite, but, you know, maybe he can provide some pop in that lineup. So, and the pitching has always been great in Cleveland and will continue to be great. Shane Beaver, Tristan McKenzie, Aaron Zavale, um, they got some guys. So, uh, Cal Quantrill, I mean, they're, they're going to be a really good team. They're going to be a really good team. Um, and I don't think that there's any doubt that, you know, that they'll at least compete for the American League Central. You know, you never know what happens with some of these guys with the sophomore slump, but um, I think they'll certainly compete. Do you like over 86 and a half wins? By like one. <laughs> I like like 87. I like like, yeah, I like like 80, 88 wins, um, which I think still gets the job done. I don't think their division's very good. I mean, yeah. It's Chicago, Chicago under Chicago underachieves like crazy. The Tigers are bad. Minnesota brings back Correa, but they still Meh. got issues. The Royals are the worst. So yeah, I, I think that I think that Cleveland probably even with a you know 88 win season is guaranteed a wild card, but uh, or maybe it probably gets a wild card, but guaranteed. Um, not guaranteed, uh, close to winning the division. The only thing that would concern me, the White Sox have the talent. I mean, they're not as talented as they were last year. Tony LaRusso was the problem. I mean, if they would have hired A.J. Yeah. Hinch, and I know Detroit's a mess too, like you just said, but I think they probably would have been in a better spot. But You could, you, you could, not, be, you could not be more correct. I, have, I, I met this woman. I was out in L.A. At, you know, just randomly and met this woman who was a White Sox fan. That's all she said was, Tony LaRusso this, Tony LaRusso that. So I agree. Yeah. I mean, they needed a scapegoat after last year, but, I mean, he was uh, – he's he's old. He's old. Hayden, Hayden he thanks so asleep. much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, uh, actually, before we let you go, and yeah. in case people are around the area, any uh, per- any any uh, performances coming up? Can we – any any uh you gonna be doing any, any karaoke tunes? coming up soon. You got any you got any yeah. what, what do you got coming up? Yeah, I, I just I just finished one right you know, every time you guys call I'm finishing a gig. So um yeah, I got stuff coming up next week. Um there are restaurants around the area, so you can go to Haydenfrankgrove.com and check uh, the event schedule out. It's it's uh it's always updated and uh I I think that um you'll plenty if you're in northeast Ohio, plenty of opportunity to um, get around whether you're north, south, east, or west. Thanks so much, man. Guy does a great, great Sinatra. Yeah, he sounds does. just like Sinatra.